Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. So, Tim, probably one of the uh, most common experiences that most Christians will have if they take the Bible seriously at all, if they realize that the Bible is God's word uh, that has given us specific promises and also specific commands uh, to conform our lives to, understanding that we have confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord, meaning that he reigns over our life, that he gets to say uh, in terms of how we live our lives now. Uh, one of one of the common experiences for any Christian who thinks that way, uh, which all Christians think that way, is that inevitably in our culture right now, you're eventually going to be called a legalist by someone. As you point out people's sin, you know, as you point out uh, unrighteousness in our culture, you are going to have more and more people who don't like hearing you call the things that they love sin and unrighteous. Uh, and things that will separate them from God. And so they'll just, the sort of like knee-jerk reaction is to say, well, you're just a legalist. So uh, in light of all of that, the question for today's episode is, is it legalism to expect Christians to obey God? Yeah, that is a very common you know, experience that most people have. And you know, part of the reason why that that's a very common uh, experience is that the church is really... Um, so dominated by a nominal Christian, you know, uh, nominal Christian kind of identity. So there's so many, you know, Christians in name only uh, that functionally, I mean, you know, maybe they go to the church one, once or twice a year on Easter and Christmas, if that, you know, um, and that's about it. And that's the extent of their religious um, commitment. And that's particularly uh, predominant in the South. And so for many people like that, um, you know, any expectation that anyone might have that we are supposed to actually obey God is going to be viewed as uh, functionally legalism. But then, you know, as you read the Bible, that that really <laughs> is the furthest thing from the from the truth uh, as it relates to that. So, you know, it like the Bible, um, you know, over and over again encourages us to obey God's commands. Uh, God, Jesus will say over and over, "If you love me, you'll keep my commandments," and my commandments are not burdensome. Burdensome. So you can read that in the you know, Gospel of John, First John. It happens over and over again. Law. Uh, the importance of keeping God's commands. And so whatever Jesus has come to do, he did not come to free us from keeping his commandments. 
so then why is the i mean you know christian well not christians the nominal christians they sort of just fall back on this claim right and right. and sometimes it's sometimes it's hey i'll call you a legalist sometimes hey you know uh i'll call you you know pharisee pharisaical yep. but but the the problem is i mean this is kind of like the evangelism thing that we talked about a few weeks ago where we said, Hey, look, everyone's saying you should evangelize people one way. Right. But then I read the Bible and I look at Jesus and the apostles and they're doing something completely different compared right. to what everyone is saying now. And it feels like this is a similar thing where Jesus over and over again tells people to obey God. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and so surprise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, big, big surprise. Um, but, but it legitimately, that does sound like something that would surprise most, like most people. Sure. I, mean, I mean, you know, for some reason we're okay with, you know, when Jesus says, tell, you know, says, Hey, go and sin no more. Right. We're okay right. with that. But then, when a Christian comes along and says, hey, go and sin no more, all of a sudden it's, you know, legalism, Pharisee, whatever. So, so why, why is there such a disparity there? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that are happening that are leading into this kind of uh, problem that you're talking about. So, you know, part, part of it is related to just uh, the idea that uh, biblical ignorance is really at an all time high. I mean, there's so many, I mean, there's so few people who actually ever really make any serious attempt to read the Bible at all. So part of part of it's related to that. Like, there's just vast biblical ignorance as it relates to these things. Uh, but then also, I mean, there's been the easy believism um, kind of teaching that's infiltrated the church. Um, Dallas Theological Seminary was a seminary that was pushing out uh, some of these things. And so there became um, like the lordship controversies that happened uh, a few decades ago where there was a lot of individuals who who were really teaching that uh, you can basically be a Christian your whole life and not show any evidence of it whatsoever. Uh, you know, salvation <laughs> is simply just mental assent uh, to, you know, certain propositions that mm-hmm. uh, you know, Jesus came to die and was saved by grace through faith. And so there was this teaching that spread through the church that basically says that there's plenty of people who accept Jesus as Savior, but not as Lord. And those people who accept him as Savior are those who um, they'll be saved. They just won't be experiencing God's blessings in their life, whether you're talking, mostly you're talking about just financial blessings or, um, you know, relational blessings or that, that kind of thing. So obedience was viewed as purely optional, like a purely optional thing. Um, and, you know, part of that is just a distortion of, of the Bible's teaching that we're saved by grace through faith, not on the basis of works. And so they almost viewed works as something that that were bad, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So works can't save you, so therefore the end, right? And you hear a lot of people arguing this way um, as it relates to just, um, you know, can like trying to ask the question, you know, can you be a Christian and, you know, not be baptized, for instance? And so then, well, it like the, the way that logic works in their mind is it, that, you know, you have the thief on the cross who wasn't baptized, so yes, like baptism is a part of obedience, but then, you know, it doesn't save you. So in their mind, it's almost not important. So the only thing right. that matters is getting saved. Then everything else after that is just not nearly as important. In fact, if you put too much pressure pressure on yourself, it may be that you're trying to work, uh, 
trying to earn your salvation through works. And so there's just, um, so part of it's this anti-lordship kind of position that many preachers were preaching. And that uh, works became just an all-purpose, like, bad word, right? So works are bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, And that's not what the Bible's talking about. The Bible's talking about meritorious, like, there, there's no meritorious actions that you're going to perform that are going to cause you to cancel your sin debt. There's, like, so works- you're telling me that the Bible says obeying God isn't bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shock, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the... <laughs> It's it's not right. So if you love God, you'll keep His commandments. And then part of that too, though, is just related to just a misunderstanding of the problem of the Pharisees. So you know, many pastors have come along in this kind of framework and taught that the Pharisees were the bad guys. And the reason why the Pharisees were the bad guys is because they tried too hard to obey. And so you know, they were viewed as like the fastidious law keepers. And I mean, what what had happened with the Pharisees was that you know Jesus says you you. Um, you neglected the weightier matters of law. So the problem with the Pharisees is they were lawless. Like mm-hmm. in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, "You're unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven." Um, you know, so they tied uh, mint and dill and cumin, but they um, they neglected the weightier matters of law, uh, and they had workarounds to keep them from obeying uh, the Bible. So instead of honoring their father and mother, you know, you can say every like I'm going to devote all my income to the temple or whatever. Let it be. Yeah, you know, a gift to God or whatever. And they, so they had workarounds. And the problem was that they didn't actually obey. What they obeyed was their tradition, which they set up around the law and neglected to actually do what the law says. And so, so you know, you have all these things filtering into this perspective of like legalism is obedience essentially in their minds. And, you know, and I, and I guess what I would point out is that legalism really isn't a biblical word at all. It's just a word that we used to describe certain errors of law. And so in their mind, um, like in, in the minds of people who have embraced this non-lordship salvation view, any attempt to seriously obey the Bible w- will be viewed with suspicion. It'll be viewed as someone trying to earn their salvation and not resting in the righteousness of Christ attributed to them as a free gift. And then you're being pharisaical, meaning you're just like too hyper about obeying. And really you're, you know, you're you're not under the law, you're under grace. So therefore, you know, free from the law, be an antinomian. And that's what they're talking about. That all these things are just, you can't get further from the truth here. (laughs) Okay. So those are, so those are obviously, uh, you know, their misunderstandings their misrepresentations. What, what would, you know, what would legalism, what is legalism in reality then? Yeah, I think, you know, legalism is errors that are related to the law. Typically, uh, you know, more specifically, it'd be like pharisaical kind of er- errors at that point. And, uh, you know, w- what real, like, if you want to say what would be things that are sinful that are described as legalism in general or errors related to law, any any real attempt to earn your salvation through law keeping, that would be a legalistic impulse there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's like, that's wrong. We shouldn't try to earn our salvation by law keeping, but then you're not doing that by trying to obey God, if that makes sense. So like trying to obey God is not trying to earn your salvation. That's just like, I love God. Like if you love him, you'll keep his commandments and, um, we want to be well-pleasing in his sight. Uh, so any attempt to earn your salvation, that would be legalism. I mean, any, um, any attempt to add to the Bible commands that aren't actually there, that would mm-hmm. also be legalistic in that way. So that was part of the Pharisees problems. You know, they came up with 490 Sabbath laws. Uh, Sounds reasonable. To, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> in order to be like a fence around the Sabbath, you know, so you want to treat the Sabbath serious. And so you come up with all these laws that are surrounding that. And, you know, if you're a Christian who's coming up with, you know, commands that the Bible doesn't have or principles that the Bible isn't commanding and you're binding those on people, um, then, you, you know, I mean, I, I mean, a, a common example at that point would be like, maybe it's a sin to watch an R-rated movie or something like that. Well, I mean, it could be, but, you know, I don't know. That seems like an arbitrary standard and it depends on what the rating is there for and why and mm-hmm. everything else. And so, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to just come up with a hard, fast rule like that. Um, um, you know, that could be a legalistic thing, adding to the Bible things that aren't there. But so, so there's a variety of like, you know, legal kind of issues that uh, pharisaical kind of issues like that, but whatever, whatever legalism is, obedience is not legalism. That's faithfulness. So one of one of the arguments that a lot of people bring up, you know, we men, we mentioned earlier, hey, when you read the Gospels, I mean, Jesus is always, you know, confronting people's sins. He's he's hanging. He, I mean, he's spending his time with sinners, right? right? No one no one's denying that. But then, what we do deny is that he he only spends his time with them and and doesn't you know preach the gospel to them and and just hangs out with them, them as they're sinning. Yeah, yeah, he he's not like a simultaneously approving, you know, of what they're doing. He's he's calling them to repentance constantly, which is is part of the reason why they kill him, right? Right, and, right. And um and so one of the one of the common objections here with that idea is that well, he's Jesus. He knows their hearts perfectly because he's God. We don't because don't we're judge, men. basically Yes, we're, we, we don't know their hearts because we're, you know, finite men, which is true. And, you know, the Bible does say we can't know um, the depths of even our own hearts, let alone the hearts of others. Um, so, so what is the response there in terms of, like, is that legalism to say, <laughs> you know, to look at someone and say, hey, don't, don't do that, that's sin? Is that legalism? Well, yeah. Uh, so what's happening is, you, you know, everyone's new favorite Bible verse there, thou shalt not judge is, uh, is, uh, yes, yeah, the memory, ver- it's the pagan memory verse. Judge not lest you be judged. Right. Um, but I mean, you know, the point of that passage is to say with the same judgment you use, that judgment will be measured against you. And, and really what's happening there is it's a prohibition against unjust judgment. Um, but then, you know, you have to remember, you know, why do you say to your brother, like, let me remove this speck from your eye when you have a log in your own. I, what you're told is to remove the log out of your own eyes so that you can see clearly to remove the speck out of your own brother's eyes. So there's, there's much in the Bible about the importance of being your brother's keeper, right? Uh, saving a soul from his wondering. Uh, you know, if anyone's caught in any trans- transgression, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, looking to yourself, lest you be tempted. You know, Matthew 18, if your brother sins, confront him, right? So uh, the good shepherd goes after the lost sheep. So over and over again, we have responsibility to each other. And what you have is essentially you have like an antinomian kind of, I don't want any standard. I'm a law, I'm a law to myself. Um, no one has a right to tell me what, you know, autonomous kind of idea. No one has a right to tell me what to do. And all that's mixed with just, uh, you know, uh, judge not, uh, misinterpretation. And then you just get this, you know, everyone does what's right in their own eyes, right? There's no king in Israel. Everyone does what's right in their own eyes. Uh, kind of framework uh, with that, with that, but uh, whatever you know, legalism is, it's definitely not obedience for sure. So, so basically, what you're saying is, if we're going off of the definitions that our society has provided, 
then it's probably better to just be a legalist then. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, again, legalism isn't a biblical word. And so, I mean, often if, uh, you know, I get I get accused of being a legalist all the time. And, you know, my typical response to that is to say, hey, if, you know, if it's if it's being a legalist trying to obey the Bible, then I guess call me a legalist, whatever, you know, I don't care. Uh, knock yourself out, you know, but God says if you love him, he'll keep his commandments. And I'm just going to go with him on that one. Okay, fair enough. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move. Thank you.